0: Be able to feed your family, have candles, have water, which is really important because you can't survive without water. Water, food, heat, shelter, and some kind of protection. Um, In that, I think that's very important. And then pray, 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 pray. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, I think at that point, there's a lot of people that are going to get hurt.
1: Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend, always Father Richard Heilman, a recurring, returning guest, Father Mike Leitner. This is going to be a good one: preparing your spiritual go-bag. We're all about getting prepared spiritually and physically. We need to be doing what God calls us to do to be ready for whatever God allows to come into our lives. And of course, everything starts with prayer. Father Heilman, I always pass that over to you. All right.
2: I got it. right Right there. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls, amen. In the
1: name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great. Thank you very much, Father. And thank all of you out there again, those who support and encourage us in the U.S. Grace Force. We can't thank you enough. We can't do this without your help, That's your prayers. And we just ask you to please continue to keep us in your, in, your, in your prayers, especially. But for those of you who want to continue to support us through Patreon, thank you so much for that. You are in our prayers. And if anybody's interested in supporting us through the Patreon program, you can do that by clicking the link in the description below. It's a great way just to offer a few dollars. Uh, once a month and really help us continue to get this message out. So we thank you for that. We want you to pray about that. And if you feel like it's something God's calling you to do again, thank you so much for that. Also don't forget to go out to the official us grace force gear page, check out, you'll know, find that in the description below a link, the amazing incredible t-shirt and hoodies and sweatshirts, men's styles, women's styles, all kinds of colors. Also a great way to help support the work that we're doing, we thank you for that as well. And tonight, of course, we're talking about spiritual go bag. What does this mean? Well, in general, we see everything happening in the world, all kinds of talk of food shortages. In fact, they're already happening. The baby formula is a perfect example of that. We know there's talk of fuel shortages, diesel fuel shortages, which will be a tremendous impact to our society as that affects just dramatically everything, I mean, all of our goods and services, everything is affected by this. All of this stuff is unfolding on us right now. So many so, so many voices out there from the elites, if you want to call them that, they think they are. And they're talking about just really reconstructing everything in our society. So Father Leitner is a great voice on this and the need for us to really spiritually take this to the right place. And you know, Father, we, we talked before the program here about um preparing and, and having an emergency bag. You have one. We've talked about this. I have one. Call it a go bag, a bug out bag, an emergency bag. There's different titles for it, but it's a vehicle type bag. I keep mine on my vehicle. A lot of people do. And you have a variety of things in it. And I just I've got my bag right here. I'll just show this quick. You've got any kind of a bag mine's just a backpack just a regular backpack you know it's got some good straps on it you find the ones you like got carabiner hooks hanging on the outside in it i've got everything from a hand crank solar type flashlight radio i've got uh, i've got a trauma pack med kits everything like paracord you keep things like this in it Uh, Water filter, these are great little mini, Sawyer mini, great water filters. A lot of people who follow us on BRC know this is stuff we encourage, but this is the sort of stuff I have. I've got all kinds of things, survival hatchet, survival machete, hunting knife, all these types of items, and many, many other things. You can tailor these bags to your particular needs, especially if you've got small kids, you're gonna have to address that aspect of what you put in your bag to have on hand at any moment in case something happens And you find yourself in a situation where you need to have access to food, water, medical, survival, uh, these types of things. But, you know, Father Leitner, I know, you know, you have, I know a lot of this. You've got quite the the setup, it sounds like, from what we talked before. But I'm going to let you take it from here about the idea of a spiritual go back, because this is the root of everything, is having this spiritual preparedness. You break that down a bit for us, kind of give us your estimation as to why this is important and what you think we should have.
0: Sure. I think that, uh, well, thanks guys for having me on again. I appreciate it. And uh, it was very well received the last podcast we did. A lot of, you know, and I didn't publicize it here in my parish and I had a bunch of people come up. Oh, I seen your podcast. I seen the podcast, nice. Grace Forrest. Oh. And thanks for talking about this stuff. Uh, so I think it's a great way to do a follow up but spiritually are people ready are you ready for these things to happen and that's the question that's why the idea of spiritual go bags come in and you know there's that waning aspect of what what happens when god does enter in and start moving um different things in the world and we start to see god intervening how do we come closer to god well we just came to pentecost which is I think the pinnacle of the Christian experience after Easter it's receiving the Holy Spirit, asking God to dwell within us as the temples of the Holy Spirit. And that's about not necessarily the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But if you look at Christendom and you look at the relationship of the saints and the mystics and the apostles with God, this was relationship with God. And the more that you dive into your relationship with God, those fruits are going to be there because of a blessing of God. And the Spirit's going to be there while you know it or not. Now, you can recognize it and be in tune with that. And you can follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. But the pinnacle, the primary source of that is God the Father. And it's like being a priest, right? We stand in personi Christi. We pray as Jesus to the Father. And then ultimately, there's alta Christi, which is being another christ and everyone can do that when we act like christ when we live like christ when we're trying to become holy as christ is the imitation of christ like thomas Akempis says so spiritual gold bags are those things that we need in the darkest moments of our world we're seeing a, uh, a spirit of hopelessness in our world we're seeing a spirit of domination in the world what, what can we use um, in our spiritual lives to bring us that joy, that peace, that love, and to keep us locked into God's embrace.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I drive down the street to, uh, and I pass this gas station. It's always my gauge of what's going on. And, uh, in the last I'd say week to 10 days, I've seen the price of gas go up like 10 cents every day or every two days. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday it went up another 20 cents. Um, and I think more and more people right now are understanding that we're, we're facing some really tough, challenging times ahead. And now we're hearing all this, uh, talk of, of a diesel shortage and and the ramifications that will come with with that. Doug, you, you talked about that as we opened up, but, uh, so we we've got to be prepared uh, for that. But, uh, we've been saying all along that we have to be prepared spiritually. And I think that's primarily what we want to talk about tonight. Um, I, I know all of us knew this after coming off of the two years that we had, which uh, is beat up, you know, we we're punched drunk by uh, the invasion of evil uh, in the last two years. And, uh, and, and enough that I think more and more people are waking up and are horrified by it. And then realizing We've got to do something about it. Then you start asking, well, then what? You know, and we've got to, and I always say, we've got to get strong. Well, what does that mean? You've got to get tight and close to God. And I think that's what we're talking about. The spiritual go bag is what it is, is, is the elements that we have in it. We'll, we'll get more specific in a second here, but they all point to our belief. You know, uh, why even bother with it if you don't believe in this stuff? And, and that's, again, what, what getting tight into to God means. I know uh, we took a special time, 90 days to peace, we called it. And it just ended uh, this past week, just before uh, uh, Pentecost. And then we had everybody engage in the, the Pentecost novena, the most ancient of all novenas. And then you're right, we had Pentecost. I actually, in my uh, sermon on the weekend, I actually ended by praying uh, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit with my hands raised over my flock. said you know god's given me the authority and i'm i'm praying now that all of you receive the power of the holy spirit all you need to do is to say yes to that you have to pray you you have to want it you have to believe in it and 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 say uh bring it and and so because why because we're heading into a, a, a more and more challenging times ahead of us and and what are we bringing then well father that's what you talked about we're bringing god's love his light Uh, his joy, Uh, you know, there's been uh, rage and division and chaos and, and, uh, you know, disorder all around us. And, you know, I I think it caught us by surprise. I think, I think we were a little bit too engaged in our worldly stuff. Uh, We weren't uh, spiritual enough. We didn't have the supernatural strength. Well, we've been working on that. We're continuing to work on that. And so um, that's why we start believing in things like sacramentals, devotions, all the things that have been revealed to us mm-hmm. through Mary, through the saints, through God. Uh, you know that 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 are given to us to be um, uh, vessels of power uh, for us. So, Father, you know, I I I uh, I think we're all in agreement that that this is a particularly uh, challenging time. And uh, uh, I think everybody that watches us knows by now we don't record live. Uh, we do it, uh, you know, a day or two in advance, and then uh, we'll fix it up a little bit and get it ready for uh, for airing on Wednesday nights. But uh, we're actually recording this one on D Day, and uh, it, it's June sixth, uh, nineteen forty four was the original D Day. And uh, we're this is the anniversary of D Day. And you know what was D Day? It was it was. Finally, 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 um, the allied forces said evil has taken control and we're not going to let that happen any longer. And so we are going in, we're storming those beaches. We're taking back, we're recovering the ground that, that the enemy took, uh, and we're getting this world right again. Uh, and, and so I, I think in the spiritual realm, it's, it's, it's literally identical to that, that we we're seeing, our allied forces finally, finally, finally waking up, getting detached from our worldly stuff enough to say we've got to go in. But how? And then I think that's what we're talking about tonight, Father. So we talk about a spiritual go bag. Uh, I love that, by the way. And uh, but you know, Father, what are the first things that come to mind that you think are are the most important things uh, for us to you know trust in, believe in? you know, the the, the ways in which God has revealed himself to us is the ways he wants us to to fight evil. You know, what are the first things that you would put in a spiritual go-bag?
0: Well, the things that uh, I think that are important are, first of all, you got to get steeped in the sacraments.
2: Yes, Confession
0: is paramount right now. Uh, you have to go to confession. You have to clean your soul. You have to allow God. And then you have to ask him in. So when you receive the blessed sacrament, or if you're in adoration, you got to almost go into an asking or a begging God to dwell within you, to allow that healing process within the wounds of our hearts, because the world wounds us a great deal. And in that, I think that um, then there's some sacramentals that we, we can uh, do at that point that will help us. We should always have a blessed object on us wearing that by a priest, uh, I, I particularly love the Jerusalem cross, the, uh, the miraculous medal I wear, the Benedictine cross, um, all of those, I wear those on a daily basis. That's my routine. Um, and then there's things like the rosary and the St. Michael chaplet and the Divine Mercy chaplet and the St. Bridget prayers, uh, L- Luis Pecarita's book, The Divine Will. These are all things that are going to deepen our relationship with God to prepare us for what's coming. Remember that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. He'll bring us to all truth. So regardless of what our mode of operation or how we get there, the point is, is to get there in relationship so God can take over and he can start leading us then.
1: I think on top of that too, Father, the power of our phones, what we can do with our phones, you know, provided we do really good things with the phone. The apps we can download. I have the Auxilium Christian prayers on here. I know Father Hyman. that's something you, you've encouraged a lot as well. Father Chad Ripper encouraged a lot. He pretty much put them all together. But the idea of actually bringing into our lives these regular devotions, we have access to them again on our phones. So it's a great way to engage in this and have any and all of these devotional prayers, we can have access to them right there. And then of course, we've got to use them. We have to open that up. We have to engage and take the time to to commit to that. Um, This is something though that I, you know, when you talk about the importance of the spiritual, you know, father, I think about the fact that we're living in a world right now where so many people have really moved themselves away from God's grace. I kind of look at the spiritual situation as is in comparison to the physical immune system. If a person doesn't take care of themselves physically, um, the immune system gets, you know, takes all these, you know, shots left and right, literally or figuratively, if you know what I'm saying, and it can weaken the immune system. The immune system gets weak. Virus comes at it. A sickness comes at it. Regardless of what it is, the body succumbs to it much easier if that immune system is down. Spiritually speaking, it feels like our society's immune system is very depleted right now. Even before this situation a couple of years ago, medically that shut down so much. And many of our, of our, you know, churches were shut down and such. Even then in America alone, the percentage of Catholics that went to mass faithfully was around 20%. And that's faithfully meaning Sundays and holidays of obligation. But after churches started to open back up, the numbers are still much lower. There's still eight, nine, ten I've heard different numbers, but Father, if you could talk a little bit about how that affects us spiritually when our spiritual immune system basically is so much weaker now that when these shortages and these more serious crises hit and people become very scared or very desperate, we see what happens in desperate times when people are hungry. And even good people who are trying to do good things get very hungry, very desperate, And even if they just want to do something to feed their family, they're liable to cross certain lines if God is not their foundation, if that that spiritual immune system is weak. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of building that spiritual immune system? Because human nature is human nature. And when fear, panic, and desperation take over, all bets can be off as to what we end up doing.
0: Sure. I think that when we realize there's two prominent points here. It's what is evil, first of all, and it's the absence of good. But how does it infiltrate into us? It's the four stages of evil are temptation, the act of sin itself, obsession with sin, and then possession. Mm -hmm. Most people go into an aspect where, you know, in hearing as many confessions as I do, people sin. And they come for forgiveness, and that's a beautiful thing. But it's pretty rampant out there now. But you're starting to move into an obsession now Mm -hmm. and how that works is there's a mystical pathway that both is works for the you know the mystical um divine which is god and also the satanic which is through the mind which comes temptation and then it moves to the emotions and then Satan tempts again, and then we end up acting on those emotions, right? And that's how sin actually happens. So when we can enter into that mystical life of Christ, in a sense, with the praise and thanksgiving of God in our mind, so when a temptation comes, for example, somebody cuts you off in traffic, and the first thing you want to do is hit the horn and you know, tell them they're number one through the windshield, good, right? And ultimately we're angry, but there's a, you know, that anger is preceded by fear because we're afraid we're going to hit them. And fear is in our world so greatly right now. Right? So in that, a simple way to get rid of those emotions is to go, no, praise you, Lord Jesus. I love you. I ask you to bless that person. And now when you can take a temptation like that in your mind and flip it into a prayer, boy, you've won. You have beat Satan at his game. But it takes practice. It takes some cultivation of your mind. It takes, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll do that 100 times a day. I'll go, I praise you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Lord Jesus, because your holy cross, you have redeemed the world. I use that prayer 50 to 100 times a day. And what it does is it clears my mind from me being emotional and kind of going at someone where. I think they're wrong where I'll sit back and just kind of listen and kind of peruse over those things. Mm -hmm. It really starts in the mind. St. Paul says the uh, restoration of the mind is the restoration of the spirit. So I have a a phrase that I kind of coined and, you know, with a friend of mine that I was talking to in the beginning of um, this pandemic, I said, look, when you're in a pond full of alligators, you don't start splashing around you don't play in the pond hmm. you simply squat shift and make your way out right and that's what we have to do spiritually and that way out is right to the confessional getting clean going in front of jesus and starting that relationship or deepening that relationship and when we do that god's going to god's going to look at that out that hand reaching out he's going to grab it He's going to pull you forward, and he's going to start teaching you. It says in Scripture that in these days, God will teach them himself.
2: I I, uh, had the great fortune last week. So we ended up our uh, our 90 days to peace on the day before the Feast of the Visitation, which is May 31st. Well, a couple weeks before that, the Secretary Cardinal Burke contacted me and said Cardinal Burke wants to meet with me, and he picked that day. So I got to be up at the Shrine of Guadalupe, uh in cross and i got to meet with cardinal burke and uh I, I prayed it was positive and it was super positive uh he just you know we've we've COVID kept us apart for two years and he wants to get back together but primarily because he's uh very adamant that the way forward and this goes to the go bag is something that um he agreed to be the spiritual head of it's, it's called the holy league but but what it is 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 it's really just a format of how to do an evening with your parishioners, and uh, and we actually, I got to tell them that we were starting that just a few days later, and we're doing it every first Friday until October seventh, and we had ours this past first Friday. It was glorious, but what is it? We get everyone together for adoration. Okay, adoration. I, I'm convinced. I, we'll watch with this uh, Eucharistic revival that's, that's going on in the church. Watch how they how they um, push. Uh, or recommend adoration, because what happens there, I, I call it a softening of the soul. Uh, you know, mass obviously is the source and summit of our faith, but I think adoration prepares us better for that because we're in silence, we stop, and we're just adoring the Lord there. Instead of, we, we, if we're not careful with our, with our religion and going to mass, we can get in that punch the clock mode, you know, where we get in, we hope the homily's not too long and we can run for our cars. Uh, But adoration is something special and to be able to do it with, uh, you know, your family, your your parishioners uh, is amazing. And we actually kind of even try our best to elevate it. We add extra candles. We have our choir there. They're singing polyphony uh, so that people just become convinced that adoration is important in our lives. And, And then we, during that time too, we offer the sacrament of confession because that is our time. To get, I say, to go back home like the prodigal son. I want to be home. I want to be in your abode. I want to be your child. I want you first in my life. That's what confession does. It gets us back home in God's arms, in God's life. So that he's the highest priority in our lives. Think about that. You go into a confession in the back of church, and you come out and there's our Lord exposed in the blessed Sacrament. It's just glorious. And so that's, that's part of this, what we call the Holy League. So it's, it's an hour of adoration with confession and then uh of course benediction at the end with all the smells and bells and the latin um i always tell people too the mass might have changed with vatican II or, or what they did after vatican two but adoration is the same as it's always been you know mm-hmm. it's it's the same format uh and so that has not changed so there's none of this tribalism that goes on when we're doing adoration but anyways uh then what do we do after that then then there's a meditation, so a, a, a speaker, and I was the first one this this, one, uh, this Friday, and I talked to him about the counsels of perfection. I said, you know what? Satan's trying to enslave us in his chains, and we need to untie ourselves, un, uh, unchain ourselves from Satan. Let's tie ourselves. Let's cling to the Lord. And that's what these, uh, if you ever look at a monk's rope, he's got three knots hanging from it, and those are the counsels of perfection. Uh, poverty. So that uh nothing has priority over God you can have stuff but you can't have the stuff have you okay so you can have stuff but if it's not if it's not serving the Lord then get rid of it but uh, but poverty is just a detachment you're gonna have it but it can't have you and then uh, poverty chastity is the second one and that's we've got it it's it's uh it's it's enslaving us now uh, impurity right now more souls go to to hell through impurity uh, than any other um, and then um, And then power to obedience. That's just, you know, you're my dad. You're my, uh, I'm a father. I've been calling him dad lately, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I want to do it your way. And no no other way, Uh, truth, 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 doing it God's way, not the world's way. They're trying to normalize all this stuff. and, And if we're not careful, we'll buy into it. So I said, let's unbind ourselves from Satan and let's run into the arms of the Lord. So that was by and large, my talk on Friday night, and then what do we do? We get together for a really nice social so that we can, so we're not running for our cars after mass, so that we stop and we, and we, and we get to know each other. We're a family, you know, so we behave like family. So that's, that's and, and uh, Cardinal Burke said, this is exactly what's needed in our times right now. And he really wants us to promote this going forward. So that's kind of, I, I'm kind of doing that right now, I know, but uh, I really urge uh, parishes, and I, I think it should be regional, that you have these things, you know. Have a parish do it for a bunch of parishes in the area, and uh, and and so it's holy hour of adoration with confession, a meditation, a powerful meditation, um, benediction, and then let's get to know each other with a nice social afterwards. And Cardinal Burke was just saying, We've we got to get this going, we got to get this going. Uh, so we entered into um, uh, Passover, uh, Passover, Pentecost, <laughs> and and this was on Pentecost weekend. Saying, we are unchained from the Lord. And we adore you, O Lord. And we want to be home with you, O Lord. And we want to unite together as a family, O Lord. And so we got to, and, and again, this is the anniversary of D-Day today. We got to be allied with each other. And storm the beaches of Normandy with each other. The other thing we do on those nights too is we pray the rosary. See, Battle of Lepanto, Holy League. You know, they, the, the rosary. Uh, Pope Pius V said that's that's what what won the battle because they were greatly outnumbered. but uh, uh, Father, I know you you do almost the same thing in your parish and uh, are you doing something on Saturdays too or, or what's
0: going on? Yeah, I, I think that you know first Saturdays is very important after yes. the consecration, I believe happened with both Francis and Benedict uh, participating in it and a lot of the bishops of the world. So w- where do we go from there? Well, Our Lady asked us to do the five first Saturdays for the reparation of the sins of the world. I think that as a church, as the church, we have to take that
2: very seriously. Amen, brother. And
0: we do exactly the same thing. I start at 9 o'clock. I'm in the confessional. Jesus is put out on on, uh, the altar for adoration. We do benediction at 10, mass at 1005. uh, And then we come back and we... Uh, the rosary happens during adoration. Yep. And then we come back and we do the reconsecration of Mary. So we consecrate ourselves nice. every month. And then we do the because the Saturday morning mass traditionally in the church was the mass of the angels. Yes. So we do the St. Michael chaplet after mass.
2: Nice. And
0: then we get together for a social.
2: That's awesome. Uh,
0: and then what we do is we do a reading from Father Gobi's book, which are the messages of Mary. And it was funny this, this week because it was the eve of Pentecost. It was the vigil.
2: Yep.
0: So I said, I'm just going to flip these pages and pray to the Holy Spirit. Whatever comes up, we're going to pray. And the first line was, on this vigil of Pentecost. Wow. The people couldn't believe it. They were like, wow. no. I had goosebumps running yeah. up my arms because the Spirit just descended. It's a
2: confirmation. That's one of God's... Absolutely. Uh, yep, he confirmed their works with... Uh, but uh, the one thing I wanted to add, to that's, that's amazing. And Father, we talked about this earlier today. I'm going to start doing the same thing. So I'm going to do First Saturdays, just like you described there. That's amazing. But First Fridays, you know, is for the Sacred Heart, and we're in the month of the Sacred Heart. Yep. And uh, one of the biggest promoters of the Sacred Heart is Cardinal Burke. Uh, yeah. So he loves that. So, you know, I always... If you're new to the Holy League, the best time to do it is first Fridays, but um, but uh, also this year the solemnity of the Sacred Heart falls on the birthday of John the Baptist this year, which is my birthday. So so, anyways, it's really a special year. But we said it's going to be a challenging year, and I think God is confirming with these little connect the dot things, and you know you're flipping to the exact right page and all that stuff. We had. Um, quick story. Uh, sorry, I'm holding you up, Doug, but this was pretty cool. My sister's husband. So my brother-in-law, his father was in the D-Day invasion and he's the one that moved inland, found himself in a bombed out castle, saw G- and, and knew that he was in the chapel because he saw everything around him, but he saw Jesus full size, uh, crucified Jesus face down in the dirt and he was moving out. He, he couldn't stay. So, he, But he had to get Jesus' face out of the dirt. So he flipped it over, and the skull cap popped out. And something popped from that and landed in the dirt. He said, well, if it comes from there, I've got to pick it up. He put it in his pocket. And after the war, he visited a sister who was a nun in Milwaukee. And remembered that he had it in his pocket. He pulls it out and says, do you guys know what this is? Do, you, do your sisters know what this is? And the whole room full of sisters dropped to their knees and started making the sign of the cross because they saw it was a relic of the true cross, and it's since been verified as that. So I actually have a D-Day relic of the true cross. Now, here's where I'm going with that. My brother-in-law's dad w- worshipped. He went to mass at my parish for the, uh, like the first five or six years I was here until he passed away. He said, and he would say this every once in a while, he said she did it again. And what did he mean? He would look up at the statue of the Blessed Mother and see her lips move. And he was not a crazy man or anything. I mean, he was a great businessman. He's a intellect. He literally saw our lady's lips move and, uh, we believed them, you know, he was getting us given a special privilege or whatever. You know, what happened this past Friday? I got a text from someone. There were reports from people who were there in the pew that saw our lady's lips move. So Mm. God is going to bring miracles and we're asking for miracles. And, and, you know, these are these are little confirmations. Did they report any idea what she said? No, just that her lips moved.
1: Okay. All
2: right. Yep. All right. kind of like what my uh, brother-in-law's dad did. He said she, he, he, he saw, he swears he saw her move her lips. But anyways, I, I, I'm open to these things. I am. I, I, yeah. I because God is the God of miracles and, and right. he, and I think he gives little signs every once in a while. Yeah. But, uh, but, and I, this last Friday night was unbelievable. It was, uh, we, we had over a hundred people in the church and, uh, by the way, they all got this. Um, I don't know if you could see it, but I gave these out. I did it in our, our military green, but it's the three knots, poverty, chastity, and obedience. I touched them to that D-Day relic of the true cross and handed them out. But I also had Benedict medals that were touched to 165 relics of saints. So everybody that were, that, that was there got <clears throat> one of these. So uh, just a reminder for all of us to stay untied mm-hmm. from sh- Satan and cling mm-hmm. to uh, our Lord. Yeah.
0: Well, so that's... That's what, you know, consecration to Our Lady, consecration to the truth does is it binds us to the Lord, to Our Lady, Mm -hmm. and we have to untie ourselves to sin, untie ourselves to sin, bind ourselves uh, to the Lord in that way. Consecration of the truth, he talks about in Scripture and then consecration of Our Lady in Fatima. Yeah. Uh, getting back, I think we should get back to you know the sacramentals and the things. Yes, how to create a, a spiritual go bag because I think so this that's
2: is a sacramental. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a sacramental.
2: But one of the one of the
0: great things you can do is is bless candles, <laughs> yes. especially I, I'm hearing rumblings uh, over certain podcasts and things like that about a power outage and that right. we may have cascade power outages in the Midwest and things like that. Having candles in your home is not, is a great idea because it's a cheap way to have light. It's how our ancestors uh, use light with lanterns and different things like that. In a go bag, traditionally, you always have repetition, for example, like how to, how to make fire. You might have a lighter. You might have matches. You might have a steel, uh, you know, magnesium. You might have, you know. Can a, you tell
2: about the cotton balls? Because uh, uh, that was oh, new yeah. to me. You guys both knew about it. I didn't know about this, but you. you... Uh,
0: yeah, there's a there's a little trick that preppers use, and what they do is they take a, a bag of cotton balls, they fill them, fill it into a uh, a ziploc bag, and then they take a spatula from the kitchen and scoop. Pre- uh, petroleum jelly or Vaseline in it and then close it and then just work those, uh, you know, cotton balls for minutes. And what happens is it's usually when you're out in the woods, you can have a little container and you put 12 or 15 of those cotton balls in there and put it in your go bag. And what it does is that cotton ball, when you hit it with a match or a lighter, it creates a flame about this high for about three minutes. Wow! And it gives you time to kind of build a fire around it. It gives you that constant flame. Wow. So that's that's just a little preppers trick. But you know, when we're talking about the spiritual life, you know, those sacramentals which are must-needs, I think, are the brown scapula. Yep. I think the miraculous metal, the benedictine medal or cross, yep. which is the exorcism cross of the Catholic Church. I think you should have holy water. And the easiest way to make holy water is have salt exercised. Yep. Because in a pinch, you can take a pinch of that uh, salt and put it in water, shake it up, and it becomes holy water uh, that you can throw or drink or whatever you need to do with it. Um, that's very important to expel evil. But can I
2: interject there because um, I've been wondering for a good time to hand out uh, free? Uh, I have uh, they call they call actually call them bullet bottles of Epiphany holy water, which is uh, uses the exercise salt. And, uh, ex- exorcists say that it's especially powerful. Uh, I have, uh, about a thousand ready packaged to be able to go out to the first thousand people that, that want it. So I'll talk with, uh, my, my sister's company actually handles that. So I'll talk with them and have those available and we can put a link up to that. It, yep. That's is it. This that's, is the bullet bottle you're talking that's about? That's the bullet bottle. Yeah. Yep. And that's yeah, I got this from back. you. In fact, father, this is uh, exercise blessed salt. Yep. Yeah. But you, you, so you've got salt or holy water. What is it again? I know I have holy water. I'll check and see if I have the salt, but the salt will come soon because I, I had, uh, exercise, uh, 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 exercise and bless an 80 pound bag of salt. Mm-hmm. So Good. it just, uh, it just has to get into those little bullet bottles and get out to everybody, but for sure the epiphany water this time and stay, uh, check around for, for both later. I've the med- I got the, I've got the equivalent of about 5,000, uh, uh, bullet bottles of, of this Epiphany water. So nice. I'm just gonna be periodically giving it away.
0: Many people don't realize why we use salt in water. But when you think about it in a practical standpoint, when you throw holy water, let's say in the walls or of your home and stuff like that, that salt residue does not evaporate. Right. And that's why because the blessing stays. The water will evaporate, but the salt
2: you know what I do when I do a blessing of a house? I give the little kids the, bo- the bottle of blessed salt. And I say, now go behind the furniture with it. And they sprinkle a few grains around the furniture while I'm blessing with the holy water. And the, uh, I use the Benedict crucifix too. That's yeah. good. Yeah.
1: Well, that's something I do because I, I carry this with me. It's, I got it in my go bag, but I also carry it with me in my, my bag that I travel with when I, when I fly, travel around for conferences and talks. And uh, I've always got holy water and blessed salt in, in the hotel rooms that I'm in or the rental cars. I mean, I will put blessed salt in, in those as well. Um, it's, it's, it's the spiritual go bag idea that you just have this stuff with you and you, you use it. You just right. make it part, an extension of what you do, whether it's the scapular. And I've got the Benedict cross and the miraculous medal on mine right here. You know, keep that scapular close to the heart, always close to the heart, keep it around you. Uh, make sure, because it's never enough just to, to you know, go to church on Sunday, clock in, clock out, and be done with it. You know, having this, this, just indulging in these sacramentals is so critical. Um, you know, I don't rely just on my go bag in the car. I, I, I realize that without that spiritual foundation, that spiritual grounding, all these other pieces of the puzzle in a crisis uh, are going to fall very, very short of, of what it could be and should be. If I don't have that spiritual aspect, that's part of it. Um, and Doug, Doug
0: uh, do you remember the promise by the Blessed Virgin Mary that's on the brown scapular? Maybe maybe the yeah. audience would like to hear that.
1: Yeah, for those who, who are enrolled in the brown scapular and really live what it means, what it represents, and are, are faithful to that, you will not suffer the fires of hell if you wear this. If you die wearing it, it states you will not suffer the fires of hell. And it doesn't make it a good luck charm at all. It just says that she promises if you live a life really that's, that, that embodies what this consecration to our Lord through Our Lady in the brown scapular is all about, she will protect you. It will be there. Um, it's an amazing promise. And it was given to St. Simon Stock in I think, 1251, you know, when she appeared as Our Lady of Mount Carmel, which is interesting because he was in England when this happened. And Our Lady of Mount Carmel is not in England, it's in, over in the Holy Land. And that's where the great battle uh, Mount Carmel took place between Elijah and the 450 prophets of Baal, that evil, evil, um, you know, demon, uh, which obviously child sacrifice is known to, to be given to this, this demon and the 450 prophets. What a great story of, uh, of Elijah against these prophets. They were dancing around calling upon, you know, their diabolical cutting themselves and bleeding and Elijah is probably shaking his head. And at one point he's crying out, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he's busy. Maybe you got to, you know, go a little louder. So he's got a little bit of an attitude, which you got to appreciate yeah, he's a little mocking. sense of humor there. He's mocking them. Finally, he says enough, enough. Cause it was his idea to say, we're going to build two altars. You do yours first. And then I'll do the real here. Yeah. And so his altar is built out of 12 stones, you know, for the 12 tribes. And then the is dug around it. The Holocaust is placed on top. Uh, what's it, three times they pour water all over it, fill the trench with the water, and then he gets down and he prays. And I love that one simple statement in scripture. And then fire comes down from heaven and consumes everything, including the water in the trench. Everything is just done up like that. And everybody falls on the knees. And and Elijah says, don't let any of these false prophets go. And they take him down to the wadi, the, the riverbed or whatever that is down there. And he puts them to death. I mean, this is a pretty intense, serious moment of this great prophet Elijah and these 450 false prophets. But this is Mount Carmel. So when Our Lady appears as Our Lady of Carmel and gives us the gift of the brown scapular and then says, if you die wearing this because you've been faithful to living this, you've kept it close to you, to your heart, and you've lived it from your heart, wow, wow. What an incredible promise I, and it's it, make this part of your spiritual go back. And, and father Lightner, if you could speak to, I mean, in order to be enrolled in the Brown scapular, it's fairly simple if they go to a, a priest and, and go through the process. Can you explain that to everybody?
0: Well, there's, there's a set of prayers. It's not very hard, but a priest enrolls. And once you are enrolled in the Brown scapula, you never have to have another scapula blessed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a scapular blessed. It's uh the person is blessed they carry the blessing mm-hmm. so they can put one right off from the store and put it on and that works it's nice to have a blessed one as well but that triggered a couple couple thoughts mm-hmm. you know elijah was the great prophet that took on baal and it's funny that john the baptist which our little brother father rick has his birthday on little also <laughs> i have i have a parish called john the baptist and Our Lord said in Scripture, for those that can see, he is Elijah. Mm -hmm, He said that about John the Baptist. And Mary is known as the new Elijah, Mm. right, in some circles within Marian theology and and the mystical theology. So when we kind of understand that, that becomes very interesting in our times that why she's appearing, why Fatima happened, why uh, Akita happened, why... Batania happened, why Lourdes, why Medjugorje, all of these different things, why she's appearing and coming and saying, Make straight the ways of the Lord, you know, get back to confession, get back to prayer, get back to these things. She's been warning us for over a century. And she knows what's coming. She's outside of space and time. And I think she's God's emissary in this time. And Mary loves her people. She is fully human, she's not a God. A great saint by every means. We don't necessarily pray to her. We ask her for her intercession, and we concentrate on her son. And, boy, that's the quickest way to get to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It really is the meditation of the rosary. You can't go wrong with that. Even if you meditate on those mysteries once a day, you're in pretty good shape for the times we're in right now.
1: Right, right.
2: I really face. I really feel we're facing uh, ball in our times and the Jezebel spirit as well. I know Rabbi Jonathan Kahn talks a lot about this. I I like listening to him. Um, Doug, I don't know if you remember, uh, 2018, I believe it was Mm. that they planted the arch of ball on the grounds of Washington, DC, our nation's capital. Well, by coincidence, we were scheduled to be there a week later. And we were right on the same grounds where the Arch of ball was, where literally it's like planting a flag. They were saying, we're taking this ground with this Arch of ball. And uh, <clears throat> we came in a week later and uh, I had an exorcist contact me three days before and says, are you going to be in Washington, D.C.? Can I join you? So we had an exorcist and he did an exorcism of place. And he says, I asked him uh, while we were there, because he did it quietly. And, uh, and uh, he says, I did it twice for good measure. And then I, 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 brought out those bullet bottles filled with, I had hundreds of, of the blessed salt and the holy water. And I asked the crowd if they would uh, go and sprinkle it all around. And they did. And uh, then two days later, I'm at an awards banquet and they were honoring Jonathan Ball and me. And I got to meet Jonathan. the guy for the first time two days later. And I walked up to him and I introduced myself and I said, uh, by the way, we took care of that Archibald thing. <laughs> I told him what happened. He, he had saucer eyes. He's like, what? <laughs> so uh, God's amazing. But uh, yeah, they tried to plant the flag or, or plant the Archibald in our nation's capital. But by the grace of God, we were right behind him cleaning that up. So it's amazing. Father, you meant,
0: I, uh, go you ahead. Meant, you meant Jonathan Kahn, right?
2: Rep, What did I say?
0: Oh, you said Jonathan Ball, and I don't think he would like that. Oh! Too much.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that. Jonathan Khan, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Rabbi Jonathan Khan. I was talking too fast. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the but, other, uh, the
0: other thing, the other thing with less salt is one of the things that we've done in the past, and I won't mention the diocese, but I would grab the diocesan exorcist and go jump in my car, and he goes, "Where are we going?" I say, "Don't worry about it. Let's go." <laughs> and we would, we would go down to the salt depot. And every winter, every spring, we would exercise
2: that salt <laughs> that went on the roads. I did that the last three years too. That's it's a powerful. big barn, it's a mountain. I got pictures of it. I oh, did the same thing. That's
0: very powerful when yeah. you do stuff yeah. like that.
2: so. The road salt is exercised and blessed. Yeah. Amen.
1: Yeah. yeah. Father Leitner, what what how do you see things? Um is very general, broad question here. Food shortages fuel shortages um, the baby formula problem so many th- so many of these things look manufactured in different ways meaning the problems the crisis seems so apparent that you know it, for example we got the situation going on with with you know uh, Second Amendment talk and and yet the border is wide open you know we're not securing the border we're, we armed the Taliban we left 83 billion dollars worth of you know, arms and equipment and so forth. And yet the border is wide open here. And yet, you know, law-abiding citizens are being told, you know, we might have to start restricting you. And I'm careful with my choice of words because we don't want to get this taken down. Um, But with all of that unfolding, everything, you know, you've got this elitist mindset of certain people on on the, the globalist level. All of this hitting seemingly very much in this month of June, July, right about now, At the same time, we've got this this month celebrating, obviously the most important part of this month is the sacred heart, month of the sacred heart. But then we've also got the other side claiming it's that pride month. And with all of this unfolding right now, how do you see what's happening in our world and really the importance of taking something like a spiritual go bag so incredibly seriously? Because I still get back to that spiritual immune system issue. And I think a lot of people... When things get desperate, people buckle. And we've got to have the spiritual backbone to deal with this stuff. Yeah. But in light of all these world events, Father Lightner, your take on everything coming together at this, this, this really this current time in these weeks and months.
0: Well, I think it's okay to be Pride Month, not in a sense of how the elites describe it, but I'm very proud of my faith and I'm proud of what Jesus did and right. brought us and what Mary does for us and mm-hmm. the church and how we... Right. We give the Eucharist to so many people to receive Jesus and to bring them into that spiritual relationship with the Father, because this is the most important thing. I, I think that with the culmination of all the things happening, and, and from what I'm reading and what I'm researching, is the food distribution plants that are being burned or, or exploded. Um, you know, there's been some, I think, 35 to 40 of them are around our nation. Now, one or two, you can go, yeah, okay, that's that's possible. But when you get up to numbers like 40 and they're all burning, like an eggplant that went up in Minnesota just a week ago, you know, that just distributes uh, 10% of the eggs around the Midwest, um, wh- that's no coincidence. And I think that, you know, there's certain people that think they can get away with this. Um, you know, and... Are they investigating it i don't know but there is some sort of organization that is trying to topple um, mm. i would say the united states Now, i'm not saying the government or this or that but there's an organized effort if it's by satan himself to move us into a global dependency and the whole gun thing comes up every time there's a mass shooting you know, if it's Sandy Hook or if it's, you know, the Florida shootings or the Texas shootings or this or that. And it's funny that there's really no conversation about that until something fails, a plan of theirs fails, and then they always go back to gun control. Well, it's pretty hard to get, you know, 100,000 or 200,000 military people to take away guns from 150 million people. I don't think that's that's even plausible i think it's a scare tactic yeah. um and the thing is 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 people like their guns i have a patch that i wear on my motorcycle jacket and it says it has the emblem of the united states and it says in god we trust guns are just a backup <laughs> <laughs> Nice. so and i'm a hunter i i shoot i i like that kind of stuff and i grew up my dad was one of general macarthur's bodyguards in world war ii oh wow um, yeah, I, oh, I was man. taught at an early age, and he was an excellent shot. And General MacArthur, when he went to Japan, he wanted everybody over 6'3". So that's how my dad got in, because he wanted that intimidation factor amongst, yeah. you know, Tojo and his regime. So all of the military personnel that occupied Japan were huge in, oh. in the scope of things. So beautiful stories of that, but those those... Our days passed. We're in a new war now, and that war is a spiritual war. It's a it's a war of enlightenment. It's a it's a war of knowledge. You know, the thing is, is I like what Father Rick said about adoration. One of the great things about adoration is you can come and you can put your phone away. Right. You can get off your devices.
1: Yeah. And you
0: can you can go into yourself for a while, and just think and allow God to speak lord your, your servant thoughts. is listening exactly and mm. here for the first time yeah. in a long time we do need that sacred silence we do need that time yes. unwind even if it's a if it's a walk in the woods i know hunters in northeastern wisconsin they love hunting because they're alone in the woods yeah you know, it's it's that, you know that's
2: something we were really pushing with uh this uh, piece of strength was mental prayer you know yeah. you can do it in the woods you can do wherever you find a place to just be quiet. And certainly in front of the bus sacrament is awesome, but but 15 minutes at least where you just stop. There's no agenda. You know, you might say you know, be inspired to say something to God, and and then you're gonna be more open to hearing Him speak to your heart. And so yeah, we got to stop, we gotta listen. I often
0: tell I often tell uh, spiritual directees or people that want spiritual direction from me. I, I do that in the sacrament of reconciliation. I take some extra time with them. But I I often tell people, I say, after you're done with your shower in the morning, dry off and stand in front of the mirror. Totally, as you came out of your mother's womb, you sit there and look at yourself. Don't think anything. Don't say a word. Don't have any music playing. And just listen to your thoughts. Well, it's something because 80% of the thoughts in front of the mirror are negative. Then Mm. I ask them, I go, who's talking to you? Mm. And we're programmed to hear those lies to yep. hear that negativity i mean go on facebook for five minutes you see it every single day. Right. Yeah. but the thing is is that negativity is not us we have a, a survival mode within us so we're not going to sit there and criticize ourselves but that's the evil one doing that and that's the thought pattern that we have to sanctify that's why the praise of god and the thanksgiving of god which are two forms of prayer right those two and then adoration And then petition, petition we use the most. But that praise and thanksgiving of God has got to increase in us, right? So that ultimately what happens is every time a temptation comes across the board, we praise God for it. We flip that into a blessing or a prayer. We defeat Satan right at the bone and the marrow of the matter. And we go, you can't touch me. After that happens, after you get good at it, Satan starts to speak through people. Yep. And then you'll start to hear it coming from outside of yourself. And that's very interesting. When that happens, you're in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm.
1: Good point. Good point. So, in Father, so with, with, with the big question I'm hearing from a lot of people is, and I know you both addressed it very thoroughly already, but that big question is if things really do hit like we're being told they're going to hit, Um, and we're faced with that moment of of real desperation, the confidence level that we have in our church, our church leaders, I should say, isn't very high. Um, Where do we go with that part of this equation? I think a lot of people are waiting for priests, which I think is phenomenal that both of you will speak out about these things, about the times that we're dealing with, and the need to really take some serious steps to be better prepared. Where do we go with that piece of the equation? Because there's a lot of people I know that watch the program that don't have priests like you two, to preach from the pulpit, to do the first Fridays, first Saturdays, pray the rosary, consecration to Mary every month, and so forth. What do you say to them? Things really hit the fan and really start breaking down, and they know they're not going to have priests or bishops from in their in their walk of life where they are. To preach these types of messages, what encouragement can you give them now? You're waiting on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of you, but yeah, let's go with you first, Father. Yeah. Father
0: okay. I would say, you know, when stuff really starts to break down, you need to sit in it for a little while, right? Realize that you have to change the way you do things. Mm-hmm. It's the realization that I had when COVID hit. I realized that. I don't have any control over what's going on in the world. It's almost like that serenity prayer that they use in Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Let me let me control only the things, you know. And in that, once you realize that, then you can start making the little changes within yourself to start moving towards God in a very profound way. So get on your knees, be humble in front of God. You know, when you're alone with God, you be alone with God and you give him all the praise and thanksgiving and, and, and adoration that you can. You put him first. And then when this stuff is happening, let's say we got a blackout or, you know, there's going to be some chaos on the streets, especially in the cities. You have extended power outages in the cities for 24 hours to, uh, you know. Uh, 48 hours, what happens is, you know, there's the possibility of looting, there's the possibility of, you know, stealing in grocery stores and and people breaking into stores doing the same thing that happened, you know, on the streets before the COVID epidemic happened all over the country. That stuff, because populations are going to realize that, oh my goodness, we're in emergencies and I'm not prepared. Best thing you can do is prepare now and stay off the streets. If you can get out of the cities, get out of the cities. Have a location that you can go to. Don't just go somewhere and think that people are going to take you in. Don't do that because that's how we get—that's how people get hurt. Mm-hmm. But plan now and say, okay, my uncle's got a cabin up here. I'm going to ask permission. If something goes down, I'm going to have a contingency plan where i can go up there and stay for a couple weeks and kind of ride this out a lot of people did that with covid Mm -hmm. and got out of the cities which is a good idea um you got to remember that even even in those emergency uh times you know the police the national guard are going to be out you might have checkpoints at this point Mm -hmm. how bad can it really get it can get bad remember Mm -hmm. katrina how bad it was, right? And getting aid to there and what the people were saying afterwards and and what was going on or what happened when these cities were burning and looting were happening. It can get that bad. Now, you know, ultimately I think what you do is you shelter in place. You have two, three months worth of rice and beans if it is, or canned food. You know, every time you go to the store, buy five, six more cans and put them on a shelf. Don't eat them, but keep them there Uh, be able to feed your family, have candles, have water, which is really important because you can't survive without water, water, food, heat, shelter, and some kind of protection. Um, in that, I think that's very important. And then pray, 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 because ultimately, I think at that point, there's a lot of people that are going to get hurt. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Father, speaking of prayer. I think we're uh, at the end here. And if you wouldn't mind leading us in a prayer, this has been amazing. Thank you yeah, so much for being stuff. on the sure. grace force. But if you could close it with, with a prayer, that'd be great.
0: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father, we come to you in praise and thanksgiving. We thank you for hearing us, for we know you always hear us. Lord, we ask your finger upon those that are listening tonight. We ask, Lord, that you bring healing to our hearts. You bind the fear in our hearts and you put a energy to move and to prepare us spiritually for your second coming, for your light, your grace, your peace. You allow us to have the courage to change in a sense what we need to change in our hearts. And we ask you, Lord, that through the intercession of our lady that you hold us by the hand and her spouse the holy spirit you teach us what we need to know that all our trust all our faith all our love be pointed towards you and we thank you for the gift of your salvation we thank you eternal father for the gift of your son
2: we ask this through christ our lord amen amen Amen. all right thanks father thank you father This 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 was awesome really good Let's get our spiritual go bag and let's storm the beaches, huh?